Welcome, welcome to the podcast, Third Eye High, Facts Over Feelings. I am your host, JF Bay, and I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit, right? And we're going to definitely deal with this Facts Over Feelings, and my job is to keep your third eye high, right? Because we're raising the spiritual awareness on the planet, right? So on the podcast, we cover a range of topics. You know, we deal with health. Hopefully, if you caught the, caught the last build, dealing with the scandal, dealing with the high blood pressure and the blood pressure medication and, and stuff like that. We also deal with, you know, spirituality. We deal with higher understanding of our culture, right? And we deal with supreme awareness here so on today's build the title of this episode the scamdemic continues the vaccine mandate scam how to get your religious exemptions approved we're going to go over several uh key uh pieces of information today i'm going to play several testimonies from uh countless people i've helped assisted successfully get their religious exemptions approved, right? Because I understand a lot of people, you know, have opinions and they speak rhetoric, but this is why the podcast is called Facts Over Feelings, because I, I, I stand to dealing facts, right? I don't want to just disseminate information that I can't show and prove. So I'm going to play, uh, throughout this podcast, I'll play uh, some testimony from people from all walks of life, right? So uh, there's no excuse as to your rights, right? Because whether you work in the private sector, whether you work for the government, I've assisted people that work for the pharmacy, giving out the shots, they don't want to take the shots, and they still kept their job. I've helped school teachers, I've helped police officers, I've helped people that work for the Boeing aircraft systems that build the planes, I helped people that worked at the airport, that were pushed to get a vaccine to keep their job. It's all bullshit. This is why we're going to go over the vaccine mandate scandal, scam. We're going to go over the mass mandate scam, all of these things. So do me a favor, you know, pour you up something, roll something of your leisure, you know, to each his own, you know, get your fruit smoothie, however you want to do this. Pour you some sea moss, burn some sage, you know, but get in your mold. Grab a pencil, a pen, a piece of paper, get ready to take some notes, and it's time to get your third eye high. So welcome. First, we're going to go over the climate, right? Because if you look at the climate, right, they're still running around with, it's a pandemic or a scamdemic, right? And in several states, they're, they're stating that, you know, we're on high alert again, right? Now, High alert is is basically uh, in reference to they had something low, medium, and high alert, right? So when the cases are extremely low, we're on low alert, whatever that means. Just It's all a bunch of bullshit, and we're going to go over that. We're on medium alert. I guess you should be halfway alarmed. And then high alert, you should be fully fucking scared of what's going on. But it's something severely wrong with the narrative this time around because in New York City alone, right? New York City was one of the first states that they uh, alleged had the highest death toll and the highest COVID case when this thing started in 2020. But if you look at 
Currently in 2022, New York City is on high alert, high alert. Now, when we were on high alert in 2020, the entire city was locked down. We're on high alert in 2022 and nothing's locked down. In fact, they got concerts taking place all over the city, right? Because I'm going to show you that when you follow the bag, you're going to find out it's all bad. Follow the bag and you're going to find out it's all bad. So there's a reason why they're not enforcing, hey, put your mask back on. We're on high alert. You don't want to spread COVID, do you? There's a reason why they can't uh, really force you to put on the mask. But here's the thing. This whole mandate shit was a scam from the jump. What am I talking about? Currently, you got people pressing the mayor of New York City. Hey, why aren't you issuing the mass mandates? Because they lifted the mass mandate. But here's the, 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 the problem with the wordplay. They lifted a mandate that was illegal to begin with. What am I talking about? Okay, let's go into something. As I said, we're still on high alert as of today. May 20th, 2022, we're on high alert in New York City. And yet... They can't force you to put a mask on your face. Kind of like they tricked you to play Simon Says or CDC Says and you've been wearing a funky mask on your face for almost two and a half years now. And there are some people that, you know, their consciousness is totally gone. Their common sense is vacant. So they're still volunteering. You're out here being a volunteerer. Say that with me, a volunteerer. What's a volunteerer? A person that's volunteering consistently that doesn't know they're volunteering. So you're playing this big game of Simon Says or CDC Says. Why do I say that? Okay, as I said, you're out here voluntarily putting a mask on that has zero protection from this alleged virus because it's not even a virus. But there are people that are constantly wearing the mask because they're still playing the game. But those that figured out, oh, this is a game... They're not putting the mask back on. And here's the thing. How are we on high alert and nobody's in a frenzy like, hey, put the mask on, put multiple masks on? Because they got caught violating your rights. Everyone's in the country. And if you don't know what your rights are, you're going to continue to get violated. So let me go into what I'm talking about. Let me go into what I'm talking about. And there's a reason why they're no longer saying, hey, we're enforcing the mass mandate. So if anybody's telling you to put your stuff back on to be in their store, uh, you got a lawsuit on your hands, right? And you damn sure can win it, but you got to know what's really going on. So let's take a look at this article here because it seems that the population has a very low attention span. And I'm not trying to insult anybody that's listening, but what I'm saying is, we forget that they keep spending the lie, adding a lie on top of the lie, all the while all of this shit is illegal, unconstitutional, right? So check this out. The judge's ruling, this is from uh, khn.org, if you want to quote me on the sources. Judge's ruling on the CDC mass mandate highlights the limit of the agency's power. So we're going to go into what power does the CDC actually have? Because 
everyone has been following for the past two years and more, they have been following a guideline, a recommendation, a friendly fucking ask from the CDC. And all of this stuff has been causing people to lose their jobs, people to be stressed out, people to get violent. And all of this shit is a suggestion. They don't even have the power to suggest. That's like you're crossing the street and someone says, hey, look both ways. That's a suggestion. They just hey, I suggest you look both ways. Now, you don't have to. You can find out the results of that. But what is this suggestion or suggestive power that the CDC has been exercising during this whole pandemic? Well, a judge ruled all the shit they've been doing is illegal. So why are you still playing the game of Simon Says or CDC Says? So let's get into this article. The judge, the role that the federal government plays in containing future pandemics, future epidemics, will hinge on the outcome of an appeal of this week's court's ruling that overturned the mask mandate for travelers on airlines, trains, and the nation's mass transit system. Because if you see right now, it's people still playing the, the CDC says game at the airport. Now, the airports are breaking the law. But if you are just still complying because you said, oh, the CDC says. So the airport is, is, is forcing you to constrict your airwaves by way of saying, hey, the CDC recommended this. Well, what if the CDC recommended you beat your kids after 7 p.m.? Would you comply with that? No, that's a suggestion. You would say, hey, that shit's ridiculous. It makes no sense. So the courts ruled in April that all that mass mandate shit on the airplane, that's illegal. So why are people still playing along? Because the, the population doesn't truly know their rights or how to enforce them. And this is what the bill I'm going over on today's episode is about. I'm going to show you how to successfully put in your religious exemption, get it approved. But you got to reach out to me for a consultation, right? So reach out to me for a consultation on structuring your religious exemption if you need it. If you have any issues at the airport, it's some verbiage I can help you out with too. To stop the mass enforcement at the airport. Hey, if you're a new mom and you're in the hospital, I even assisted women that just gave birth. I've assisted them with the hospital trying to enforce a COVID vaccine on mother and new baby. That's illegal. That's unconstitutional. But it's not the fact that you got to say it to these people and argue with them. No, you have to be able to stand on your rights and really know them. Because the law starts with you, and ignorance of the law is no excuse. This is why they've been getting away with all this illegal shit, because people scream, I know my rights, but deep down, you don't know your rights, nor how to enforce them. But this is why podcasts, podcasts like this are available. Because it's time for us to seek out the truthful information, not Information to be entertained, fucking useless Snapple facts, fake conscious costume shit. No. Man must truly know himself in this hour. And you better know who God is. And this is why all this thing is, is, is serious with the religious exemption. Why a lot, a lot of people get theirs denied. Many get theirs 
on a case by case accepted because there's a a game with that religion too because most of the people have been getting dogma they haven't been getting any religious teachings but we're going to go into that later but let's get back to this article because it's very revealing a federal court judge in florida said the centers for disease control and prevention the cdc had overstepped its authority in requiring masks on public transportation, a mandate that legal experts considered well within the bounds of the agency's charge to prevent the spread of COVID-19 across the nation. See, they said, hey, it's an emergency. We got to save everybody from this virus, but check this out. You got to put certain laws in place before you start pushing people around. And all they've been doing is pushing us to fuck around because they know we don't know our rights. And a lot of these politicians, guess what? They've been paid off, so they're not informing their constituents, their voters, as to what their rights are and that they're a public servant and they're supposed to protect your rights. But first and foremost, you got to know what your rights are to see what's needed of protection. So it goes on to say the CDC said late Wednesday that it had asked the Department of Justice to appeal the decision, a move that the DOJ left up to the agency. That will put the issue before one of the nation's most conservative learning, excuse me, conservative leaning appellant courts, the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. You see what's going on here? So the CDC got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They say, hey, who guys, what government agency gave you guys authority? So the judge is already saying, you guys know this shit is void on its face. CDC's trying to hide behind the Department of Justice, saying, hey, you guys should appeal what that judge says. The judge isn't correct. But how can the Justice Department appeal that when they know it's unconstitutional because Congress is the only place that makes laws? So have we seen any laws or legislation get pushed through Congress in regards to vaccine mandates, vaccines, mass mandates, etc.? No, we haven't. So what are these politicians doing at Congress? Oh, they're spending all that COVID money. <laughs> Nancy's getting like her hair done for the 15th time, right? She's getting her hair done with gold highlights and shit, literally, literally real gold highlights. So... What we're seeing is if Congress hasn't passed a law, why is that? Because Congress knows we can't pass a law that violates the people's constitutional rights. We'll be hung for treason. So what's happening, Congress is hiding behind the CDC. It's like throwing a rock and hide your hand. So when the CDC gets caught, they're looking for backup. Hey, you guys going to help us? But let's see if the Department of Justice files this appeal on their behalf. <laughs> Public health experts worry the ruling, unless overturned, will hamper the agency's ability to respond to future outbreaks. See? So not the fact that they're violating everybody's constitutional law in the country and people at the CDC should be in handcuffs. They're saying, hey, if you don't let us break the law, we can't save lives when there's future outbreaks. <laughs> but what if the people telling you they're going to save you from the outbreak is behind the outbreak? All right. If CDC can't impose an un 
entrustive requirement to wear a mask to prevent a virus from going state to state, then it literally has no power to do anything, said public health law expert Lawrence Galston, faculty director of the Neo Institute for National and Global Health Law at Georgetown University. So you got you got public law officials saying, hey, why were we listening to the CDC again? They have zero power. Say it with me, guys. Zero power, which means they have no power in our schools. They have no power in our airports. They have no power in our restaurants. You see where this is going? All of this shit is one big game of Simon Says or CDC Says. The outcome of the appeal will shape what the agency does the next time an outbreak occurs. And the ongoing debate highlights a civics lesson. The U.S. gives most responsibility for public health measures to states. The federal role has been more limited but could be further clarified by Congress. So in two years, why hasn't Congress put out a law yet? Because they know that shit will be an instant problem and some elected officials are going to go to jail instantaneously. Congress has authority to pass a law. I'll repeat that again. Congress has authority to pass a law, said Tony Woodleaf, executive vice president of the State Policy Network, a coalition of mainly conservative and libertarian groups. If they think the CDC does not have enough power, give them more. If they think it has too much, they should curtail it. But here's the thing. Uh, we're almost two and a half years into a scandemic pandemic, and Congress has given zero power to the CDC. And why can't Congress give power to the CDC? Because the CDC is not a governmental agency. Let me know if you find the word CDC in the Constitution. I'll wait. Right. But the case also comes as Congress and the country remain sharply divided over everything having to do with COVID. So passing any kind of legislation could prove impossible. That leaves the courts to interpret what is already on the books. The latest case filed in Florida by a group opposed to medical mandates centers on a federal law called the Public Health Act of 1944. Look that up. The law gives federal officials the authority to make and enforce regulations. What did they just say? Federal officials? Does anyone at the CDC work for the federal government? No. See what's going on? IAB, it's all bullshit. Say it with me. IAB, it's all bullshit. The law gives federal officials authority to make and enforce regulations to prevent the spread of communicable diseases. Those could include inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, and other measures that is its judgment may be necessary. Judge Karen, excuse me, Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel, a Trump administration appointee, to the U.S. District Court for the Middle uh, District of Florida ruled Monday that the CDC exceeded its authority under that law. So you see how they, they try to play this, uh, you know, same bird, two sides, different wing shit, because it don't matter who appointed this judge. The judge took an oath to uphold the goddamn Constitution, and that's what the judge is doing. But you see how they try to throw Trump name in there? <laughs> it's kind of funny, right, that... 
80 million people voted for Sleepy Joe Biden, and you ain't seen this nigga in the public's eye in months. What if all those recordings you've seen of this guy were pre-recorded? <laughs> That's for a later build. But hey, you know, the masses are asses that wear masses, right? So Catherine uh, Kimball Mizell, uh, the U.S. District Court of the Middle District of Florida, ruled Monday that the CDC has exceeded its authority under that law. A large section of her decision discussed whether masks meet the definition of a sanitation measure, because they don't. So even them trying to hide behind the Public Health Service Act of 1944, they said, yo, you ain't got no right to force no mandates on people. That's not what that act is about. And you guys have exceeded your fucking power. This is why you don't hear the CDC talking. This is why you don't see Fauci on your TV every day like we've seen in 2020. That nigga's silent, too, because they're all running and hiding behind the CDC, which is a vague situation to say, hey, you know. And then when you confront the CDC, they say, it was just a suggestion. It was just a suggestion. We just recommended it because they don't have no power to enforce it. What happened to the, the you know, the police? They're going to write tickets for people that don't wear masks. You notice not one person got a ticket because that was bullshit, too. But it's all the appearance of power. And that's called color of authority. That's a violation there. Once you look up that word, color of authority. So now, the federal judges are often called to consider whether a federal administration action meets statutory requirements. Mizell's ruling, while giving a nod to the importance of controlling the COVID epidemic, said that wearing a mask cleans nothing. See that? That's your personal person. So why is it that they're saying you got to put a mask on to protect me? But if the other person has a mask on, aren't you fucking protected already? See what's going on? How they got us fighting and arguing. Hey, put your mask on to be next to me. Well, what happened to the six feet rule? Everybody close to the motherfucker, ain't they? Because they want you close. I want you to look up viral shedding because a lot of the people that were vaccinated they're shedding the virus, i.e. spreading the virus. Make that make sense. All this stuff is researchable, by the way. We're not talking conspiracy theories or nothing. I'm trying to get you to open up your mind to higher consciousness because the truth is staring at you right in your face. But if you're programmed to a certain way of thinking, none of this shit going to make sense to you. But the longer you look, the, the lies are going to continue to pile on top of each other until this house of cards collapse. So now it says that her ruling said nothing that wearing a mask is saying that wearing a mask cleans nothing. And at most only traps virus droplets. Listen to what I just said. The mask traps the virus droplets. So. Everyone walking around with these dirty masks, they're walking around self-contaminating themselves. And if you're touching your fucking mask and then touching other people, you're contaminating other people by thinking you're keeping yourself safe from what? I want you to look up stomach gases because it's a reason you have to get fresh air to breathe out those stomach gases and no one should be breathing in their own Stomach gases for hours on end, day after day. Or with a damp fucking cloth on your face, breathing in 
contaminated air scarring up your lung tissue. It's a reason why they got you still playing the mass game, because you're going to keep developing COVID-like symptoms. And that's all they need to keep you to keep testing yourself. On oh, bogus tests that don't even work. Right, but that's for another build. Let's get back to it. They saying at most it only traps virus droplets, concluding that it neither sanitizes the person wearing the mask nor sanitizes the conveyance. It isn't the first time during the pandemic that the CDC has its authority, its authority questioned. The agency suffered a blow last year when the Supreme Court said it oversteps its, its bounds by imposing an eviction ban during the pandemic. You remember that? The eviction moratorium? So now if these people in Congress that, you know, make million-dollar salaries to do nothing, if they really cared about the fucking people, why didn't they issue an actual fucking law that could protect people from being evicted because they can't pay their bills because uh, they stopped everyone's money and livelihood? So what they did was they put it on the CDC. But again, the CDC has no constitutional power to stop you or get you evicted. So all they said was, if all these people are evicted in the streets, all these new homeless niggas is going to get people sick because they're going to catch COVID because they're homeless in the street. Do you see the argument? So they let that rock for like a year until there was one judge that fucks with the Constitution called them on their shit and said, yo, the CDC got no power to stop people from being evicted. So you've seen a lot of people get tossed out of their homes. Sad to say. Fucked up situation. And, and guess what? This is going to continue for years to come. So they already said a year ago, everything they're doing is illegal. So why do we keep playing the game? CDC says. Simon says. So... What it goes on to say is the CDC had no power, no authority. The pandemic has questioned and caused even state authorities to be in question. Backlashes to local mass mandates and other requirements have prompted more than half of the states to roll back public health official powers. See what's going on? So the more the people said, man, enough of this shit. And they started to push back on those officials. Then they started to let you know, oh, this stuff's illegal, guys. But guess what? These public officials took an oath to the Constitution as well. They knew this shit was illegal the first day this scamdemic started. But what did I say earlier? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. So they're going to play along as if all this authority is given to them from God. How is it that you vote someone into office and they become your God? Make that make sense. Thomas Jefferson said this, a nation that expects to be ignorant and free. Listen to what I said. A nation that expects to be ignorant and free can never, ever be. See, that's why Benjamin Franklin said you got a republic if you can keep it. They're referring to the people being able to keep their consciousness intact, their common sense, right? Because common sense isn't all that common in the times we're living in. Because we're just running around like big babies following these adults that are running amok and just keep paying themselves 10 times over. 
But we're going to go into all these pays and all this other stuff. But let's look at this other instance here because it all goes down to why we're at high alert in most states like we were in 2020. And everybody seems to be chill on, uh, you can take it off. You ain't got to wear it. We ain't going to really press you. But if you're, you've been playing a game for two years, you're going to put your mask back on anyway. I've told people on the streets, hey, do you know it's unconstitutional? Do you know they got caught? Do you know several judges in several states said it's unconstitutional to force a mask or vaccine on anyone? And the person will look me in the face, put their mask on tighter, and they'll keep fucking walking. Because ignorance is a disease. So let's look at this here. The federal judge eliminates the CDC's public transportation mask mandate. See? Federal judge said, hey, this game's been going on for far too long. For more than a year, Americans traveling by train, plane, bus, or public transportation have been required to wear a mask to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Most Americans have supported the mandate. See, you were just playing Simon Says or CDC Says. You've been following a fucking suggestion for the past two years. All because you don't know your rights and you're trusting people that get paid to violate your rights to protect your rights. All that watching CNN and you don't have no independent news source. You're not fact checking the fucking fact checkers. You're doomed. So now most Americans have supported the mandate. On April 18th, a federal judge in Florida ended the mandate for the country. See, there's something called full faith and credit. Do you know what full faith and credit means in the Constitution? It has several terms. But in this instance, full faith and credit is this. When one state in the highest court makes a ruling in a case, guess what? You can quote that shit in all the rest of the states. That's called full faith and credit. The credit of that judge's expert opinion about a case that shit's echoed in all 50 of these states because they are allegedly united right so now as of april 18th this is why you don't see we're now in may a little over may 18th a month over after this uh judge's ruling everybody's chilling on trying to hey you can't wear you got to wear a mask to come in my store shit you see everybody fell back but they're using little tricks They'll have a little sign up. You got to wear a mask to come in here. And if you don't challenge that shit to say, hey, that's violating my constitutional rights, make them prove that to you. Otherwise, you're still playing the CDC says game. So as of April 18th, a federal judge in Florida ended the mandate for the country. Her decisions raised the question, who should be in charge of public health decisions affecting the American people? Scientific agencies designated by Congress or unelected federal judges. So what they're trying to do is, even in this article, they're trying to uh, skew the conversation. So it's trying to say, well, who's in charge of this mandate kind of stuff? But if Congress was in charge, as they're trying to tell you, oh, well, Congress can do it, but the judge ain't Congress, and you see how they're playing word games. That judge took oath to the Constitution just like all the officers of Congress. And what I said earlier, Congress has the right to make a law. So if Congress thought those masks and those vaccines were really helping somebody, why haven't they passed a law to enforce any of the shit that we've been volunteering to? Because they know it's against your constitutional rights and they would be hung for treason 
in a real world. And I'm just using this, this extensive vernacular in this moment to show you if this stuff happened in the 1800s, a lot of these cave kids will be up in with the torches, you heard? And the rope. <laughs> Let's just look at this stuff historically, right? Let's keep it real. Anybody in the South know exactly the kind of talk I'm using and you know what I'm talking about. So it says the case, Health Freedom Defense Fund versus Biden, was brought by two individuals who claim to have anxiety or panic attacks caused by wearing masks and an anti-COVID regulation organization. But you see how they had all of this funny wordplay? But they're not listening to the people that were suing the prepaid Zoom call president, Sleepy Joe Biden. They were suing him because wearing the mask caused panic attacks and anxiety. How are you going to tell somebody that restricting their airwaves for long periods of time isn't bothering them? See what's going on? You see how they bully the people to say, I'm going to take this shit off because I want to breathe fresh air and I believe in my health. Oh, put it back on because if you don't, you're putting everyone else at risk. But if you got your mask on, why the fuck if you're wearing, if I have on one? Do you see how this is a psychological brainwashing psyop? And it's been going on only because the people continue to volunteer and they fail to inform themselves. Go back to what I said about the president, the previous president. A nation that expects to be ignorant and free can never, ever be. The CDC's authority, the plaintiff argued that the CDC, Center for Disease Control, which had issued, issued the mass mandate, has no congressional authority to do so. Right? And they go into the 1944 statute powers to the CDC to make and enforce such regulations as its judgment are necessary to prevent the, uh, right, the, the introduction, the transmission, or the spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into states. But here's the thing. To date, there's nothing scientifically proven that says the mass stopped any virus on planet Earth. In fact, the mass is just another way to contaminate yourself and to contain your own germs on a funky mask and then breathe them in. Ugh, like, what are we doing? I've seen people sneezing inside of them shits. People jogging, out here running, bike riding in a mask. All of that perspiration, you're breathing in all of that contaminated air. Imagine how your lungs are going to be after a year. And wearing that mask for long periods of time, you develop a respiratory disease. Kind of like COVID. So you, you end up in the hospital for shortness of breath, etc. When it's because you have been wearing a damp mask for months. You're getting yourself sick. <laughs> and this is why they're laughing and no one's liable for any of this enforcement or why they've been enforcing it. Because you've been going along with the game. So what am I talking about here? So if the mass mandates are bogus, the vaccine mandates are bogus, right? How did all these people end up losing their jobs and they tried to apply for religious exemptions and they couldn't get them? And what, what is all that about? We're going to close with that. I'm going to play some testimony from countless people that I've assisted through all walks of life, all different jobs across this country. And they're all still in their jobs and they didn't have to take a vaccine. And at this point, they didn't have to get a fucking test because when they got caught trying to push the mass mandate, 
guess what else is illegal? The vaccine mandate's illegal. The mask mandate's illegal. The fucking testing mandate is illegal. All of this shit is voluntary. But if you don't know your rights, you're going to keep playing the CDC says, Simon Says game. So let's look at where's the money going? Where is the money, right? Remember I said, you follow the bag, shit gets all bad. So we're going to look at a crazy coincidence, right? Because the CFOs for Pfizer and Moderna have recently stepped down. They're off to another another scam. Now, why would, and not to mention two directors from Pfizer also resigned, the top directors of the vaccine and all that. So why did all of these people mysteriously start resigning from the, the dream team, right? The top big, farm, big pharma companies that put out the most successful vaccines on the planet, allegedly. But you're up to, up to your fourth dose that still doesn't work. Only in the drug uh, field can you sell some shit that doesn't benefit anyone and you keep your job and you get to sell more of it. See, even if you were an illegal drug dealer, somebody would blow your fucking head off if you sold them some shit that wasn't what they purchased. But in the drug field, the, the Medicare field, they could pump all these drugs to the American people and no kickback, no pushback rather, right? No retribution. So now, let's look at this disturbing story before we get to it. I'll go over the first one. Pfizer CEO sold 5.6 million of stock as company announced vaccine data that sent shares soaring. See, this was in 2020. This was when the game started. So they said, nigga, we about to, nigga, we made it. We about to get up. We about to get bags on top of bags, homie. So this is the CEO of Pfizer, right? Off the rip, that nigga made almost $6 million off the stock market when the vaccine started to roll out. Because you couldn't check the validity of the vaccine. You had to take their word for it. Everybody was lining up when you should have just stood your ass to the side and waited this thing out. Pfizer CEO Albert Bueller sold 132,580 shares at an average price of $41.94 per share, or nearly $5.6 million total on Monday, according to financial filings, right? See, there's a paper trail with all these crackers, right? Because the, the crazy thing about these cave kids, right, these crackers, they keep a paper trail on everyone in the planet, right? The IRS tax you, everybody, everybody's keeping track of your whereabouts, your this or that, right, your GPS and everything, but... It's a double-edged sword because they're doing a lot of stealing that seems to go unnoticed, but there's also a paper trail with all these people, too. Because, you know, they, they report some of it, you know, a portion of the money they're stealing. But that little portion, that's all you need because the pride goes before the fall. So the same CEO is the same guy that has yet to take the vaccine because he said he wants the world to get vaccinated before he takes his. Nigga, you make the vaccine. You mean to tell me you can't put a fucking vial aside for yourself? Oh, no. We want to get all the supply out. Maximize profit, and then I'll take mines. Fuck out of here. That nigga will never take that shot because you know it's bullshit and it's more harmful than it is helpful. But, yeah, $5.6 million off the rip. Pfizer CEO cleaned up. Pfizer CEO hasn't gotten his COVID vaccine yet. 
saying he doesn't want to cut in line. This was a month after he, he made a shitload of money on the stock market. Right. He, he made $5.6 He ain't got enough money to... He don't have to buy the vaccine. He makes it. He's going to wait till everybody else gets theirs. Right. Pfizer develops... Excuse me. Pfizer development leader becomes second executive to retire in early 2022. They're all running off with the fucking bag. While our people are dying from a fucking vaccine, they're hiding the data of the adverse reactions, right? Check on your loved ones that took that vaccine because they're developing micro blood clots, which leads to heart attack, stroke, etc., right? And then they'll blame it on your health conditions, pre pre-existing conditions, and no liability for these people that sold you some poison. And they're all cashing the fuck out, moving on to another career. So let's look at this. Pfizer's development leader becomes the second executive to retire in early 2022. Pfizer's clinical leader will depart early next year after leading one of the most high-profile COVID-19 vaccines to market. Rod McKenzie Ph.D. chief development officer was pivotal to the success of Pfizer and partner Biotech's mRNA vaccine during the pandemic. Also, in an executive vice president, McKenzie will retire from his his post in 2022 after a 35 year career at the big pharma. All these people retiring, you know how crackers do, you know how cave kids do. They try to retire at, at the top, run off with the bag, but their pride is going to be their downfall because people that are really paying attention, we got receipts for all this shit, and we know where this poison came from. McKenzie oversaw a group that brought Comirnaty from an ideal in the lab through the development and into tens of millions of people around the world. He'll leave as Pfizer ramps up its efforts to get a third dose into the in, in, uh, immunocompromised and to eventually expand to the use of children under the ages of 12. Now, if you notice, they have since stopped trying to push the vaccines for five-year-olds and under because they still haven't successfully turned in any fucking data to the FDA. They're still waiting. Where's the data? So what are they doing? Trying to move some money around, fudge some fucking numbers. A lot of kids are dying in the clinical studies. Check it out. It's on the Veris website. I'm not like just fucking conspiracy talking because that's how they dismiss us. Oh, that guy sounds like a conspiracy theorist. Sounds like an anti-vaxxer. Nah, my nigga, I just don't put poison in my fucking temple. Right? And you shouldn't either. It's funny, right, that they keep saying they're on their third dose, right? And they're now on a fourth booster or third booster, fourth shot, whatever you want to call it. And you see how they use the words immunocompromised. What they're not telling you is when you take the first shot, your fucking immune system is compromised. Second shot, even more compromised. Once you ask somebody that's triple boosted that's still caught COVID, so what are they really fucking catching? Do you know that your gut has 27 million viruses in it? You know, your stomach has bacteria in it. It's something called healthy bacteria. So what if someone exploited the fact that you got viruses in your body already that don't harm you? And they're just uh, cashing in on the fact that you got chronic inflammation in your gut. Look up the term chronic inflammation. Right. 
They're hustling the whole fucking country because ignorance is bliss. McKenzie has filed for current current posts since 2016 and leads a division of approximately 6,000 Pfizer employees, according to his LinkedIn page. He's also on the board of the Viva Healthcare, which is attempting to find a treatment for HIV. Ah, do me a favor, guys. If you're listening to this podcast episode, make sure you check out the previous podcast episode when I went over uh, the blood pressure medication scam linked to the HIV diagnosis hoax in our communities because the same fucking players are just moving around on the board collecting bags on other blocks. That's it. Collecting bags on other blocks. So this guy stepping down from Pfizer after he made a shitload of money from selling the vaccine that doesn't work. It's actually killing people. It's proven. Look it up. He still sits on the healthcare board and he's trying to do the same shit for the HIV vaccine. And how many years have they been researching for AIDS, HIV, and still have not found a vaccine or whatever the fuck you want to call it, cure? That's still bullshit. So what he's going to do is take his Pfizer stats. Yeah, I created a vaccine and saved the world. And he's going to use his portfolio to push the bogus HIV vaccine, which is also a scam, too. Because many people diagnosed with HIV, they don't even fucking have it. There's still no link between AIDS and HIV. Pay attention to what's going on. Everything has to do with what's going on in your gut. Did you know that 80% of your immune system is in your gut? Right. We're going to connect the dots as this podcast progresses. But I don't want to bombard you with so much information. I just want to be references of truth. And it's up to you to follow where the truth goes to wherever it may lead you. The executive will retire at a similar time as John Young. See, another guy. Pfizer's M&A leader, Young, also had a more than three-decade career at Big Pharma. How many lawsuits has Big Pharma dodged? How many settlements have they thrown around to put the gag order on people for medications they sold that killed people's loved ones and caused deformities and disabilities? Right. Too many to name. But this guy's been 30 years in that shit. So it's like you have to work in a particular business where your heart isn't required, right? Where you just, everything's profit. You don't see people. This nigga been 30 years in that shit. So he can move on to the next hustle and don't break a sweat. He, be, he will be replaced by Amir Malik from McKinsey and Company, who will take up the chief business and innovation office post, Pfizer said, later in August. Pfizer CEO... Frank D'Amelio announced his retirement. Look at this, another guy leaving. Why are all the top guys leaving the most successful companies? While they're still selling a vaccine that they says works if you take five shots now, right? <laughs> Pfizer CFO Frank D'Amelio announced his retirement in November 2021. Having served as a, its financial chief officer since 2007, his successor, his successor, David Denton, a CFO at Lowe's Company, will take D'Amelio's role and become executive vice president of Pfizer on May 2nd, 2022. All this is important because we're now in May of 2022. Denton's appointment was announced by Pfizer on April 11th, 2022. See, April 11th, that's like around the same week. A week later, 
They call out the CDC for saying, hey, it's unconstitutional to force a vaccine on somebody. Who gave you the power to do that? You notice that all these CEOs start stepping down. Hey, let somebody else fall under the bus. Right. Also on April 11th, Moderna announced their new CFO, George Gomez. Gomez is executive vice president and CFO of dental supply manufacturer, Densply, in Serona, and will succeed their current head of finance, David Maline, on May 9th, 2022. Pay attention, guys. Stay with me on this one. So this current CFO for, for Moderna, he's replacing the new guy, the last guy that was a new guy. You see where I'm going with this? But it's something very peculiar about the new guy they just put in there. I'll read that again. Also on April 11th, Moderna announced their new CFO, George Gomez. Gomez is executive vice president and CFO of dental supply manufacturer Densply in Serona and will succeed their current head of finance, David Milan. On May 9th, 2022. Hold on to that date. May 9th, 2022. Before joining Moderna, Meline was the executive vice president and CFO at biotech company Amengen. He retired from the company in 2019, but was approached by Moderna in 2020 to help with the rollout of its vaccines. See, they're moving their players around the board. Spikevax. Spikevax. He was awarded, listen to this, this is, the, this is the, the hush money. He was awarded 270,000 stock options when he joined Moderna, which are currently worth around 37 million. Always follow the bag. It was revealed earlier this year that Moderna had made 12.2 billion in profit during the course of Milan's tenure, with the majority of the total coming from Spikevax another vaccine that's causing death, extreme adverse reactions, et cetera, et cetera, and they're recommending several boosters of this shit also. Meline, who is retiring, will remain as a consultant at the company during the transition to the new CFO. So Meline's going to stick around until the new CFO gets in there. Follow where I'm going, guys. The new CFO is going to take over on May 9th. Well, today, if you're listening to this podcast, we're on May 20th, a little bit after May 9th. So what happened when the new guy came in for Pfizer? Did he come in fearless, ready to fight? Listen to this shit. Remember, his name was Gomez, right? What happened to Gomez when he got to the job? Moderna's May 11 press release conference that the Densply investigation and its announcement of the departure of Gomez... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Gomez, the new CFO for Moderna, he's supposed to take office on May 9th. May 11th, two days later, there's an investigation. So what's going on? What happened to the new CFO? Let's follow the bag, guys. Hmm. And what's surprising is that the issue spooked Moderna to the point that it cut ties with Gomez. Within just one hour of learning about the probe. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. This guy Gomez becomes the new CFO of Moderna 
and he only has the job for one day. Listen to what I just said. The CFO, chief financial officer. So he only worked at the job for one day and got the fuck out of there. What did he see in those books that look criminal? Better yet, why was he given 700000 in hush money? Make this make sense, family. Let's say you've been at your job 10 years. They give you severance pay. Let's say he's making 100000 a year, right? They gave you severance pay. And they might get you 15 racks severance pay, 20 racks. What if you got $700,000 for severance pay and you only been on the job for one day? Let me say that again. Who gives someone seven hundred k in severance pay and they only work one day? Sounds like hush money to me. Moderna to pay a $700,000 severance, or will it? Despite being on the job for a single day, Moderna initially said it would pay Gomez a severance pay of $700,000. So Moderna decides to pay the new CFO who only had the job for one day and got the fuck out of there. Now it's an investigation. What did he see in the books? And they're offering him a nice piece of change, almost a million dollars, to not say some shit and go and get another job somewhere else. Hmm, let's continue. That's the annual salary Gomez would have received for a full year's work. However, that money may not be lost for good. On May 13th, Moderna and Gomez agreed that the healthcare company could recoup the severance if it determines that in relations to the ongoing investigation, Gomez is found to have engaged in any wrongdoing or is required to pay a fine, penalty, or disgorgement. Why would he have any wrongdoing in a company he's only worked for in one day? What's going on here? Are they trying to say, hey, dude, take the money. Don't talk about what you've seen in our financial books. Don't, don't sick the IRS on us. Don't sick the federal government on us. What's going on with this back and forth? Let's continue. Moderna's new CFO leaves just after one day on the job. On May 9th, George Gomez was set to become Moderna's CFO, replacing David Meline. Remember, we just read about David Meline, who is planning to retire. So he's retiring. They gave him his money. So he ain't saying what the hell's in those books. But then somebody comes in as a replacement and all of a sudden he don't want to work there after 24 hours of working there at a successful company that seems to make the world's most successful vaccine that's saving the planet. Allegedly. Right. Goes on to say Gomez previously worked for the dental equipment manufacturer Densply, uh, Serona. But by May 11th, Moderna issued a press release announcing that Gomez departed the company and that Meline would go back to his old role while Moderna looks for a new replacement. So the guy that was trying to get out from under the bullshit and haul ass with his bag, he got to be stuck there in that seat a little bit longer because the new guy said, nah, y'all niggas trying to throw me under the bus. Y'all books look crazy. Whole lot of fraud shit going on. And they tried to offer Gomez, the new guy, 700 k a year salary and severance to not rat on what he saw in those books. The reason for the decision reversal for Moderna is that Gomez's employer, previous employer, Densply, announced through a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission on May 10th that its quarterly financials were going to be late. 
Mm, see what's going on here? I think they're trying to make the new CFO's hands look dirty because he's seen that their hands were dirty. So what they're trying to say is, hey, uh, 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 we didn't want to make him the new guy, even though they already vetted him for CFO. They're trying to say his previous employer, uh, it's an issue with their books and their quarterly is going to be late and their financials haven't been turned in. But it seems like they're pointing a the finger at each other and I think that they're all fucking criminals. But let's continue. Wow. So it says, uh, by filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission on May 10th, that its quarterly financials were going to be late. And the reason for that was due to an investigation of the company's use of the incentives to sell products to distributors. The company's audit committee also said it has engaged a forensic accounting firm. So it seems like the new CFO Moderna found some dirty shit in the books of Moderna and he tried to make a fuss about it and somebody tipped off his previous company and said, hey, look at their books. You know how, you know how crackers play. When crackers get caught stealing, they're going to point out other crackers that are stealing. This is their nature to always resort back, resort back to the beast. Dempsey uh, isn't, a, <clears throat> isn't financially strong as Moderna. Right, so this is part two of the podcast episode dealing with the scamdemic continues and the vaccine and mass mandate scam. Yeah, I was interrupted. Uh, so we're going to continue here. We were reading uh, a little bit on the new CFO that took over Moderna, right? So this new CFO that took over Moderna, he only worked one day on the job and Moderna tried to offer him 700000 which would be his year's salary and severance pay just for working one day. So it must have been something he saw in their financial books. But what we're also learning, and they tried to spin the story and said that the previous uh, employer of Gomez, the, the CFO that took over the position for Moderna, they're saying that there's an issue with their books. So there's an investigation going on with two companies' financials now as we speak, Moderna and the Densely uh, medical firm. So now, Densely isn't financially strong as Moderna to be able to weather any significant financial setbacks. Last year, its profits for the full year totaled just $420 million, $21 million. In the prior year, it was in the red. Ain't that something? A lot of these companies got got rich during this uh, pandemic. Stands to say why they wanted to keep this continuing, right? Even uh, even though its top line of four point three billion rose by twenty seven percent, the legitimacy of the number is under a cloud as long as this investigation related to incentives is ongoing. In the past year, shares of Dempsey are down more than 43%, worse than the S&P's 500 decline of 4% during that time. The dangers for investors is that this investigation could make things go from bad to worse for Dempsey and the findings probe to be concerned. The company could stand to lose something more significant than 700,000 severance pay. It could lose the trust of its shareholders. So you see what's going on? This is my, my, my take on this. 
This guy Gomez becomes the new CFO for Pfizer Moderna on May 9th. By May 10th, he sees something in those financial books and he wants to become a whistleblower. They try to offer him, hey, you want to leave? Man, we'll give you your four-year salary if you keep your mouth shut. But you know how crackers are double down. They want to make sure you keep your mouth shut. They tipped off his previous employer and said, look at their financial books. So now they're in some shit. And it's like, ah, if we go down, you guys go down. Always follow the bag. The good news for Moderna investors is that regardless of what happens, this shouldn't adversely affect the business, right? Because they're still selling a bogus vaccine that's killing people that does more harm than it does help. What happens, this should invertly affect the business. For the first three months of 2022, the healthcare company reported a net income of $3.7 billion. While a 700000 hit to salaries isn't great, especially for one day's worth of work, it isn't going to cripple the business by any means. It also has, uh, has close to $20 billion in cash and investments on its books. That's cocky. Translation. We could pay this nigga this 700K in hush money and you ain't got to worry about your stock options because Moderna going to be still out here slinging these vaccines with liability. Excuse me, with zero liability. And we got $20 billion in the stash. Hiring can be challenging, especially when an executive is working at another company and it can be difficult to gouge their performance or obtain references from the current employer. It's, Dem- it's Dempsey's uh, investors who should be worried. Although Moderna may lose 700K, Dempsey is the stock that could fill the more serious effects of this investigation. A forensic accounting team is going to do a lot of digging, and that could result in the reinstatement of financials, and it may uncover problems relating to internal controls. These are just a couple of the examples that could happen. So... This article is very revealing, right? Because they're just playing, nah, y'all criminals. Nah, you guys are criminals. They're pointing the, fig- the fingers at both companies, right, that the, CF- the CFO worked for. But he was the replacement of the last CFO for Moderna who left because it was something in the books that he didn't like. He basically said, I'm not going to be the fall guy for you guys. And what they're saying is Moderna got enough money to pay that 700 k in hush money to Gomez. And, and Gomez's previous company, eh, they're not going to last their investigation and their stock is going to tank. So it's basically saying, hey, when you snitch, your previous company's going under and we can still pay you that 700 k So what you going to do? Take the money, gag order, don't say nothing, keep it pushing. And I think Moderna has enough money to keep them quiet. Crazy shit, isn't it? May 9th, George Gomez was set to become Moderna's CFO, replacing David Meline. Right, Meline is currently still the CFO, but why, did, why was he trying to leave in the first place? See, you got to follow the bag. But I'll leave you guys with this, right? Because this is a two-part build. I was interrupted while I was uh, recording the podcast. Uh, excuse me for that, that I had to put it into two parts. But it's imperative that you you watch, excuse me, it's imperative that you listen to the first part of this podcast. So however, you know, this is shared to you, if it's on your timeline, if someone sent you the link, go directly to my podcast. 
right? Third eye, high, facts over feelings. The number three, the letter R, the, the letter R, the letter I, the word high, H-I-G-H, third eye, high. You can find me on all podcasting, streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, etc. It's imperative that you listen to part one because part one, there's a lot of the bulk of the information. And if you're catching part two here, you're kind of going to be a little bit lost as to the story I was uh, expounding on. But I'm going to leave you guys with this. I mentioned the vaccine mandates are bullshit. I mentioned the mass mandates are bullshit. The testing mandates are bullshit. Now, how is it that everyone was denied a religious exemption that applied for one? Because you're, you're not, you haven't been getting religion your whole life. You've been getting dogma. So many people really don't have an understanding of their books. And I respect all the books and all the prophets, and I read them all because they all are speaking the same thing, truth, if you read it from an esoteric standpoint. So if you need assistance with a religious exemption approval, reach out to me for a consultation. The information is free, but you will compensate me for my time. The consultation will be at least an hour or longer. You will be able to successfully compose your religious exemption for yourself, use at your job, your spouse's job. This letter also works at your children's school because all of this shit is illegal, but ignorance of the law is no excuse. So I'm going to leave you guys with Several testimonies from countless people that I've helped of all walks of life, different uh, job sectors, private sector, government jobs, school jobs, police officers, people who work for the airport, people that build the airplanes, you name it. I've assisted all these people, and they all successfully got a religious exemption approved, as well as mothers expecting. I've assisted mothers expecting stop the vaccine from being forced on them. I've, I've, I've also assisted mothers that were in the hospital that just gave birth and the hospital tried to force a vaccine on them and the new child. That's illegal. I can help you stop that. On contact. Reach out to me for a consultation. My email, thirdeyehigh at gmail.com. That's the number three. The letter R. The letter D. The letter I and the word high, H-I-G-H at gmail.com. Send me an email if you want a consultation. That's simple. But I'm going to leave you guys with countless testimony of all the people I've assisted thus far. between each of the words, facts over feelings. Salute to this uh, empress that left me the voicemail when she received her full approval for the religious exemption. Let's take a listen here. Hi, I just want to say, you know, most, much praise to the Most High um, for Jermaine Bay. Um, he helped me to get my religious exemption. All the points that... Um, 
he inboxed me to let me know what direction to go in as far as the laws, as far as the points that you need um, to reference in your religious exemption. I was able to get mine. I'm an expected mother, um, and I wasn't taking the jab. So really, really appreciate um, him leading me in the right direction and giving me that knowledge. We all know that knowledge is power, and I just, again, want to salute the brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Salute to that empress. So, you know. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play a few more of those, right? Because when you know the law. So anyone checking out this message? Uh, when you know the law, you can duplicate that, right? You should be able to do that multiple times for everything. Salute to that empress that, you know, I didn't do much. I just do it again. on her truth and her beliefs. So this is another empress that I assisted. My name is Andrea, and I'm giving my testimony on how Jermaine helped me get my religious exemption approved. I live in Wichita, Kansas, and I work for Spirit Aerosystems. We build Boeing aircraft. He worked with me one-on-one, -on -one, reminding me to keep God's word at the forefront of each of my approaches. He helped me understand the purpose of religion and how to use God's law to stand on my beliefs to obtain this exemption. With every statement and point that I made towards my belief, I used God's word, Bible verses from the Bible, to help back that up. Salute to that empress. Walk in faith and not in fear. So she got her religious exemption approved. She does not have to take that vaccine. It is against God's will. That's against our will. When you know who you are, you stand on the power that God gave you. Peace, love, and light. Reach out. So, yeah, well, let's keep it going. Let's play another one of those. You know what I'm saying? Let's play another one of those, right? Because when you know the law, you kick their ass on all grounds. You shall strengthen your heart. Let's play another one. This is definitely a spiritual battle, right? And anyone that's, you know, being threatened to take this deadly vaccine against your free will, contact me. I can help you with your religious exemption, and I can help you get it approved. For if God is with you, who can be against you? And he did say no weapons. No weapons formed against you shall prosper. I just want to play for you guys testimony of another empress I've assisted. We're up to three, right? And she was granted religious exemption. And I wouldn't even say it's granted because when you truly know the law and the law starts with you, they can't refuse a child of God. Peace, Jermaine. I just want to thank you for helping me get my religious exemption approved. I am a behavior therapist and I work with autistic children. Since I am in the medical field, they mandated that I get my vaccine done or lose my job. But with your help, I don't have to. I only have to get weekly COVID testing done. You are such a blessing. And I want to thank you again for all of your help. Peace and blessings to you. And now I can also assist you with stopping the testing because the testing mandates are also illegal and unconstitutional. Let's carry on. In the next week or so. So let's, we up to three, right? And let's go to another one. exemption was approved. So anyone that's telling you that they don't accept religious exemptions, the brother got a consultation. Oh, let's go. Salute, salute to the brother. Yeah, to what four? Yeah. Just and the brother got a consultation. I walked the brother through 
all the steps and his religious exemption was approved. So anyone that's telling you that they don't accept religious exemptions, it's all BS. And they're hoping that you don't understand how the law works. So if you need overstanding on getting your religious exemption approved, reach out to me. You can inbox me or you can hit up my email. That's third, the number three, the letter R, the letter D, the letter I, and the word high, H-I-G-H, third I high at gmail.com. Hey, this is Jay. I'm an engineer. Um, all praise to the most high from your main bay for helping me with my religion exemption, getting through the whole process by breaking down the laws and the scriptures in the Bible to make my case even strong and firm. And peace and love to that brother. Salute to that brother. And all I did was just help him with the spiritual sight as to overstanding why they can't refuse your exemption. Salute to that brother, J.R., good brother. So where we at? We up to four? All right, well, fuck it. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Right? With Hi, Jermaine. Thank you. I just... Uh, was made aware today that my exemption was approved and you spoke with me for over an hour and sent me information by email. All of that was helpful in getting my request approved. And I'm a licensed insurance agent specializing in Medicare plans. And uh, all right, you know, God bless. Bye-bye. Salute to that empress. All right, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Five? Where we at? Five? All right, well, you know, the most High said, we need more people, homie. We need more people. And, and I'm doing this as a reason to show y'all that, like, once we get out that fair shit and we really stand on what we know in our hearts to be true, can't nobody fuck with us, including this fake-ass government, you heard? As approved. For my exemption, um, for there we go. Oh yeah, five. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Grand rising, grand rising, emperor. Uh, hope today finds you well. Just wanted to let you know that I um, was approved for my exemption um, for COVID for my job and everything worked out wonderfully. I want to thank you for all of your good, good advice and your assistance, your kind words and your words of encouragement, as well as your affirmations you put in the universe. Um, I am so thankful for you and I am so elated that I was approved for my COVID exemption, uh, religious exemption from work and everything worked out perfectly. And, um, again, thank you so much. You were wonderful and everything you advised me to do, um, worked out. So thank you so much. And I look forward to, um, speaking with you again soon. Oh, we at six. All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Is that seven? Um, a plethora of knowledge, how he has helped me get my religious exemption approved. I work for a major 
tech company on the West Coast. And um, they had the mandatory vaccination. And I reached out to uh, Brother Jermaine, and uh, he gave me a great consultation. I respect this brother. Uh, I trust him. So I just wanted to give my testimony and let you guys know that uh, he's legit. And uh, his services are uh, always welcome. I will not uh, quit using uh, his services, and I'm always listening and watching his videos and, and learning um, from the sport. So uh, just letting you guys And uh, thank you so much again for helping me uh, keep my job. Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. To replay this message... Yeah, so this is yeah, this is this is uh more in real time, right? And we got we got dozens more of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what we're looking at here is a case of many of the people in this country don't know their rights. Right? So I'm gonna continue with the testimonies of the people that I've assisted in successfully getting their religious exemptions approved. You know, if you need any assistance, reach out to me for a consultation. But as I'm saying, and the whole point of this build, for the past two years, the vaccine mandates were ruled unconstitutional, illegal, void on their face. The mask mandates ruled unconstitutional, void on their face. The vaccine, the mask, and the testing mandates voided on their face. So if you're still playing the CDC says, Simon says game, shame on you. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance of law is no excuse. So let's play a few more of these testimonies and we'll wrap it up. Peace. I wanted to take a moment to sincerely thank Brother Jermaine for pouring into me a few months back. I had reached out for help via Facebook to apply for a work religious accommodation as I am not interested in the vaccine. This brother spoke to me for over an hour and a half on religion, supremacy clauses, civil rights acts, etc., etc., but broke it all down to very relatable and digestible terms. He empowered me with the tools I needed and opened my eyes to harnessing my own personal power. I'm very happy to share that I recently was granted the religious accommodation approval thanks to Brother Jermaine. I'm very grateful to you for the work that you're doing for our people and in our community. Thanks again. Peace, love, and light. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Good morning, everyone. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the good brother Jermaine um, for helping me get my religious exemption approved. I work in the human services field um, and I work with the mental dis disability population. So, of course, some of you may know how the mandate affected us. Um, prior to me reaching out to Jermaine for um, a consultation, I had already submitted my religious exemption paperwork twice. Um, so I reached out, scheduled my consultation. Jermaine and I had the consultation. We went over um, different, the different laws, um, 
we Jermaine basically showed me where he was getting this information from. It wasn't like he was just trying to pull the wool over my eyes and just tell me anything. Um, he pretty much had proof of all of his knowledge that he was relaying. So that's something that stood out to me and that's something that I did appreciate through my experience with him. Um, if I ever need to use Jermaine again, um, he definitely um, will, would be the one I would run to. Um, so thank you again, Jermaine, for helping me save my job and get my religious exemption approved. Um, everyone have a wonderful day and thank you for listening. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Peace to the family. My name is Eric, and I work in the trades, construction. I just want to give a shout out to the brother Jermaine Farmer Bay for uh, teaching me how and giving me the tools needed to get my religious, religious exemption accepted and approved. Um, I'm working, didn't stop working. You know, everything's all good. My brother's the truth. If you need it done, I'll let him, because uh, like I said, it works. He knows what he's doing, and I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So, um, once again, peace to the family. Peace to Jermaine from Bay. Yo, I'm out. The scandemic will continue. You to Jermaine. Say a huge thank you to Jermaine. His knowledge of religious scripture and law helped with filling out and overstanding the religious exemption. Without his consultation, it would have been extremely difficult. We all have rights, and with his help, I was able to exercise them and avoid losing my job due to an unconstitutional mandate. Thank you so much. You guys should really, really check him out. He's amazing. Let's continue with another testimony. Good morning. I would just like to take this time out to give a huge shout out to Mr. Jermaine. Um, I work in behavioral health and recently they made the vaccine mandate for the company. So I was able to have a consultation with him and I was able to go over different laws and a lot of different things. And he made it possible for me to be able to stand up for myself and my rights, needless to say that last night I got a text that my religious exemption was approved last night. So I'm really excited and I just wanted to say thank you so much, Jermaine, for all that you have done for me and all that you are doing to help out our people um, with just giving us the information and just helping us to learn I really appreciate it and I just want you to know that you are yeah and this is and this is what we do right because I don't wear a conscious costume or anything like that I stand on the truth for real and I'm helping real people right so if you need any assistance with religious exemptions you need any assistance with stopping them from forcing that mass on you at the airport Forcing the mask on you in any businesses. All of that shit is illegal. Once you look up that Supreme Court case, April 18th, federal judge ruled it unconstitutional. All these mandates are illegal. Full faith and credit, which means when one federal court rules, 
that ruling stands in all 50 of these states. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance of the law is no excuse, though. It's time for us to really get in touch with some real truth. We're not talking conspiracy. We're not talking, oh, well, this or that. I didn't do anything special. I'm just helping people get back their spiritual sight, getting people to stand up on their competence. Because when you're sure of the truth, you know you can stand on it, and it's not hearsay. So if you need any assistance with any of the following, reach out to me for a consultation. Third eye high at gmail.com. The number three, the number R, the number D, the letter I, the word high. H-I-G-H at gmail.com. Reach out to me for a consultation. As I said, the information is free, but you will compensate me for my time. The compensate the con the Consultation is over an hour long, and we cover a lot of things extensively from helping your child stop taking the vaccines, from helping your child stop taking the forced testing, because that's also illegal. When they send your child home with a free kit, there's no such thing as a free lunch. When they send your home, your kid home with a free testing kit, they also send you a contract, something that mom or dad has to sign for the student, for the child which means you signed the contract with them to voluntarily waive your rights to take a test that's unconstitutional. It's time that we wise up. But as I said, in that consultation, I cover all these things. If you have an issue with you're giving birth in a hospital and they're trying to force a vaccine on you, my consultation covers that. You have rights, and governments are not put in place to take away rights. Governments are put in place to make sure nobody fucks with your rights. So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time on the podcast, I am your host, JF Bay. This is the podcast, Third Eye High, and we're going to deal with this facts over feelings. And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. So wipe that coal out your third eye and get your third eye high. Peace, love, and light.